truck and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. Greetings, and we've got a fun show planned for you. Happy Monday, 888-900-3393 is the number. I am Steve Dace. Hence the name of the show. Totters and Aaron McIntyre are here with me as well. It is our Monday Town Hall coming up next hour. We're going to have a little game theory, thinking exercise, coming up a little bit later on today at 888-900-3393. You can also email the program, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. I mentioned our Monday Town Hall coming up a little bit later on. Our good friend Bob Vanderplotz from The Family Leader will be joining us here at the bottom of the hour. But before we get to all of those items, we must begin first with the fun and frivolity as Aaron lets us know what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by a greater chance of removal from office. Senator Lindsey Graham, who's been one of President Trump's more consistent supporters in the Senate, said this the other day. Are you open minded if more comes out that you could support impeachment? Sure. I mean, I mean, show me something that 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 is a crime. If you could show me that, you know, Trump actually was engaging in a quid pro quo outside the phone call. That would be very disturbing. That interview was taped on Tuesday, but didn't air until yesterday. A couple of days after that interview was taped, Mick Mulvaney, one of Trump's cabinet members, said this about President Trump's supposed dealings with Ukraine. We knew that that money either had to go out the door by the end of September, or we had to have a really, really good reason not to do it. And that was the legality of the issue. But to be clear, what you just described is a quid pro quo. It is Funding will not flow unless the investigation into the into the Democratic server uh, happened as well. We, we do we do that all the time. Moving on, Hillary Clinton says Democratic presidential hopeful Tulsi Gabbard is a tool of the Russians. I'm not making any predictions, but I think they've got their eye on somebody who's currently in the Democratic <laughs> primary and are grooming her to be the third party candidate. She's a favorite of the Russians. They have a bunch of sites and bots and other ways of supporting her so far. She made those comments on a podcast hosted by someone named David Pluff. Tulsi Gabbard pushed back with maximum prejudice. Quote, You, the queen of warmongers and embodiment of corruption and personification of the rot that has sickened the Democratic Party for so long, have finally come out from behind the curtain. A new Suffolk University USA Today poll of Iowa shows Joe Biden leading Elizabeth Warren 18% to 17%. Pete Buttigieg is in a close-ish third place with 13%. Senator Elizabeth Warren, after facing intense criticism last week for her lack of a plan on how to pay for Medicare for All, said this on the campaign trail over the weekend. And over the next um, uh, few weeks, to put out a plan that talks about specifically the cost of Medicare for all, and specifically how we pay for it. Beta O'Rourke, your thoughts? In detention centers and prisons in big cities and small towns, women across America don't have access to the period products they need. On National Period Day, men need to join women in demanding real change which is why I'm supporting the Menstrual Equity Act. Kamala Harris was asked which specific laws Rudy Giuliani was said to have broken. I'm just glad to see that the process is beginning to really um, do the investigation into Rudy Giuliani. He has clearly broken many laws. Are, are there specific laws you believe Giuliani has broken? 
or may have broken? Well, I, I, I don't know. We're going to find out. Cockroach milk, the superfood of the future, has arrived. The University of Michigan hospital system is facing a groundswell of outrage after they pulled life support from a 14-year-old boy last week. Bobby Reyes died last week after a judge dismissed his family's court case to provide him more time to live. Reyes suffered a cardiac arrest on September 21st after experiencing an asthma attack and was airlifted to the University of Michigan Children's Hospital in Ann Arbor. He was pronounced brain dead within the week. A new profile in The Atlantic of Senator Mitt Romney all but confirms that when he's not virtue signaling publicly, he's tweeting anonymously from a Twitter account under the name of Pierre Delecto. Apparently, Romney uses the burner account to push back against criticism of himself by the media. Learning Spanish today, today's phrase is, I can't wait for the showdown between John Barron and Pierre Delecto. No puedo esperar para el enfrentamiento entre John Barron y Pierre Delecto. Senator Rand Paul was having a lunch in California recently when an older couple took the opportunity to accost him in public. I have a right to speak to him. You just ran into two people from New York, kiddo, and we're not putting up with your Republican Gunfire and cartel fighting broke out in Sinaloa, Mexico on Friday after Mexican government forces arrested the son of notorious cartel leader El Chapo. In a show of force, the Sinaloa cartel forced the Mexican government to release Ovidio Guzman, which put an end to the violence. And finally, footage emerged over the weekend of a man who was apparently attempting to get rid of ants in his backyard. For those of you listening to the podcast, this is just one of those times when you got to see this with your own eyes. And that's what happened while we were away. Oh, my. That was outstanding. Yes, it was. So the other day I saw Cory Booker, uh, eyes bulging out of his head, talking about how he thinks we should bring in the power of the federal government and Justice Department to drop the hammer on elementary schools that don't allow kids to pick the bathroom of their choice. And then there's the Menstrual Equity Act. We're going to talk about that. Uh, by the way, in a second, uh, Patriot Mobile was created to give conservatives like you a voice, both literally and preserving uh, our great nation. While Big Mobile subsidized leftist causes like Cory Booker uh, that erode our values, our rights in our country, Patriot Mobile is the only cell phone company donating to the causes that you believe in. That's why people are making the switch all over the country. And now they want to invite you to do the exact same thing. Join thousands of Americans using U.S.-based Patriot Mobile and get the security of knowing your cell phone bill is helping to fight for your liberties, not against them. Get reliable nationwide coverage with unlimited talk and text plans starting as low as $25 a month, plus free activation on up to two lines with the offer code blaze. That's right. Free activation on up to two lines right now at patriotmobile.com slash blaze. That's patriotmobile.com slash blaze. If you're listening to us right now in the car and you're like, and I can't get online while I'm driving, call this number right now. 877-367-7524. 877-367-7524. Use the promo code blaze there and you'll get the exact same offer. Otherwise, patriotmobile.com slash blaze. We'll get to the latest uh, poll out of Iowa 
uh, in the overtime today. We will break that down uh, for our Blaze TV subscribers. So if you are a Blaze TV subscriber, nothing for you to do other than just hang out and wait for that to show up in your feed later this afternoon. We'll tape it after today's show. For the rest of you, if you want to watch that and all of the other exclusive content we do each day at the Blaze, blazetv.com slash dace will get you a discounted subscription. blazetv.com slash dace. We're going to spend a good deal of the show talking about Lindsey Graham's comments, but game planning them out, game theorying them out later in the program. So let, let's let's table that for now, if you guys are okay with that. Um, let's, let's instead go, let's get this out of the way right now. If your political party inhabits a person in your caucus or a group of persons in your caucus, who is sponsoring something called the Menstruation Equity Act. You're either a comedy skit or too dumb to be given power under any circumstances whatsoever. And I'm open to the possibility it's both of them, as a matter of fact. I, I, you know, I saw something a buddy of mine tweeted out yesterday. We all know Donald Trump lives on the edge of sanity. Your job is to not allow him to drive you over said edge. Many of you are failing this test. (laughs) That is so right on the money. Okay. And you're doing the menstrual, the menstruation equity act. I was reliably told that not only women get periods too. So... You know, who reliably told you this? The same person Science who didn't tell Kamala Harris, former federal prosecutor, what laws, what laws, what laws Donald Donald Trump, or I'm sorry, uh, Rudy Giuliani has broken. Yeah, yeah. I may need to rethink that through. This this woman is a former prosecutor of an urban diverse area. With lots of crime. And this is the second time now in just a, a span of a few days. We talked about this over the course of most of last week with Allison Camerata at CNN did to Beta or Work. And now you have Anderson Cooper saying, hey, can you just, you know, cite for us? We're totally in on all these talking points. We're, in fact, we're spending the rest of the day, team, I'm up, team, I'm up for you guys. So if you don't mind, can you just, you know, hey, we got a live one here. Like you can almost hear the producer in his ear saying, hey, finally, you got a former federal prosecutor sitting here with us, you know, let's, let's, you know, let's lay Rudy Giuliani out right here, right now. You know, so you, Anderson's like, all right, good. Yeah. Hey, can you just, while we're here, <laughs> could you mention the specific laws Rudy's broken? That's the same reaction Beto O'Rourke had when Allison Camerata asked him about, you know, how do you, would you expect mass killers to turn in their guns? Did you did you pick up on that? Now this one I don't think was intentional. Like no, no, no I, I think the Allison Camerata one absolutely was about we've got to shut this guy down. He's taking the stuff we say in our party meetings amongst fellow comrades privately out public. All right, he's he's turning out the other side's base. We need to stop this. Okay, so I think they were just as I said last week. I think in that case, that was a desperate plea to come up with some talking point, even one that would undercut their own argument. It would come up with something that would stop Beta or Work 
from doing what he's doing. In this case, I really believe this was, hey, we've got an expert here, you know, and she's put more people in prison than anybody else. I mean, the Republican Party right now, every time Kamala Harris speaks at a debate, they are attacking her on crime from the left. They're saying that she's too tough on crime. I, I, I can't, if, if we would have gone back when we were kids, do you think we'd ever live to see the day? In the 80s and 90s, we would watch Republicans attacking a Democrat from the left on being too tough on crime. Oh, we I think we'd see a lot of things. I, that, that's, well, that's a default setting. You're right about that. So I, I think in this case, they're like, we're going to finally add, we're going to get an added layer of, of credibility here. And she's going to come up with an entire, you know, litany. And when he asks her and she has nothing. And then did you, did you notice in the clip when he looks down? See, I think, I think there's somebody doing this. No, no. No, we ask again. And 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 they I think in this case they're the they're trying to play whack-a-mole with Beto. They're trying to push right. put, put him under put him in, back in the hole. I think in this case they kept trying to put the ball on the tee thinking, "Hey, this lady knows what she's talking about." You know? And she doesn't know what she's talking about. I really Todd. thought she would cut people's teeth. I really thought yep. she is cutting people, Todd, herself. <laughs> She is cutting herself, although we don't want to assume her personage, species, or gender, of course, okay? Um, but uh, she's cutting herself. But that's ex- how sloppy is that? Well, it's a slop. It is sloppy, but all of politics these days, and the Babylon Bee said it today, like, nation's largest growing religion is politics, and that's what politics is. Mm. She's gotten away. We What... And I've thought she would cut people from a distance, mostly around how she's attacked uh, um, the pro-life issue. Mm-hmm. But it's it's just clear over time that she's gotten away with this very same thing, and people just don't hold her accountable. I don't think she's ever... It's, it's She can't suddenly suck at this. I think she's always sucked at it, but others have sucked at it more. And now she's on the biggest stage possible, and you, you just can't get away... With the same kind of stuff, even on your own side long term, because especially in a field with how I can't remember how many people they ended up having twenty five candidates announced. I don't know how many's in it officially right but now. But I think she's tough chicked her way through a lot of things, and just not, and she's from California. She hasn't had to answer any questions. She's just been in many ways at, as long, she's she's checked the Willie Brown boxes clearly. But other than that. Female, black, intersectionality, he wants to kill babies, step on up. And now all of a sudden, that is not going to work. You cannot just be that one-trick pony. So let me make a, for the first time this week, let me, let me make a, a, a football analogy. One of the things I wonder with the Nebraska football program, you know, I used to, when I used to cover Iowa State professionally, I used to sit in the press box at Iowa State's football stadium. And Nebraska's media, because, you know, the away team's media would sit on one end of the press box, the home team on the other end. Nebraska's media actually would stand up for the fight song. I mean, I saw it. I mean, these guys were total homers. Total. Not like, not even, and it's not just I write for Husker Illustrated. No, I mean, I'm the local, you know, ABC affiliate guy, you know. And I wonder when, when you're that into the soup, when, when, when the people who are, because bias can work the other way too, right? It, it doesn't always just work with a malfeasance level of skepticism built into every assumption. It can, bias can work the other way. 
and, and toxic bias, bias can work the other way as well. And so now there's this idea that, hey, the minute Scott Frost showed up, suddenly the fact that, you know, they hadn't lost fewer than three games in a season and, and since 2002 was going to instantly disappear. And here we are midway through year two and he's eight and 11. That's his record, you know? And does, does that sort of media culture, because here's the thing, they don't ever give you as a coach a chance to breathe because they're constantly feeding, you know, the, the, our, our poop don't stink to your own customers year round. So the whole off season, when you're not practicing, when you're, when you're preparing, they're, they're pumping the sunshine, they're, they're serving the Kool-Aid the whole time. So by the time the season turns, comes on, you want to talk about, you got your spinal tabs up to 11, dude, they're, they're on another astral plane right now. I mean, they're, they're, they're hovering over the memorials. It's Nirvana. You know, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I wonder, can that almost crush a team in a situation like that where the, where the favorable bias is so overwhelming that you get soft Yeah, because you're surrounded by that all the time, right? And eventually, if, if, if enough people, it's like that Spider-Man gif, if enough people start pointing it back at each other yep. and you're pointing back at them, your poop doesn't stink. No, your poop doesn't stink. No, your poop doesn't stink. No, I'm right all the time. No, you're right all the time too, right? If you're just surrounded by that all the time, how does that eventually not enter into the psyche? And so now we've got Elizabeth Warren running on, and I think that's why you have seen her numbers dip at a few points since this debate. Well, let me get back to you on what's been the signature proposal of my campaign, all right? So you've got you've got Elizabeth Warren out there running on an issue, and then I'm gonna you know I'll get back to you in a few weeks on how we're gonna actually do this. You know, did she just start? She just announced her candidacy last Thursday. She's been at this since January. She was one of the first candidates got in the race. She's right? also supposed to be the academic wonk. No doubt, this. Kamala Harris is the former federal prosecutor right. who can't name off the top of your head. And by the way, I'm not saying that Rudy Giuliani is exonerated, but no. if he but if you can't name. And you're a former federal prosecutor. Two of his, two of his partners are under, are you know, were, were indicted. By, I think of the Southern District of New York last week, weren't they? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. If you can't, with that in mind, if you can't instantly off the top of your head come up with, well, he did this, this, and that. Yo, man. Yeah. I mean, what what are you doing out here? And that, and now you've got Beta or Rourke. Uh, t- yeah, well, we're just going to take everybody's guns, and everybody will just voluntarily give them. Well, what if? You know, and that's why they don't go on Fox News or a place like The Blaze because they'll ask questions like this there, right? So you go on CNN and you got little old Alice and Camarade over there saying, well, why would you think mass shooters will just give up all their guns? Why would insane people just obey the law? Why would you think that? And these are things we have sat here and said amongst ourselves, talking to customers like you as a, as a content provider, how many times have I written a column like with these sorts of themes? How many times have, and, and, and then take me and then everybody else in conservative media and multiply it all together. We have done these, we have, we have produced how much content over decades. You cannot, it does not work. We cannot afford it. It will bankrupt the system, Medicare for all, right? Gun control arguments do not work. Bad guys aren't just going to give away their guns. The only people that will obey these laws are the people that you don't have to worry about them using their guns against you that are not a threat to disobey the law they're the only ones that will actually actually obey it right we've done all these arguments hey hey if hey if he's guilty cool just tell me what crime he committed uh 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 then she might as well drop a beavis i got tp for my bunghole i mean i mean i i think they're so used yep it's the nebraska media 
And they're so used to everywhere they go. You're great. No, you're great. No, we're all great. You're right. I'm right. I'm never wrong. You're never wrong. Everybody that's against us is always a racist or this or that. Instantly dismissive of any counter charge. Now that they're out in, now that they're out of their own practice field and we're playing games now and the other team's got scholarships too and the other team recruits guys too, they cannot, they don't know how to respond to even a surface level, if they cannot hold up to the CNN level of scrutiny, my goodness, when they go up against a guy with who's absolutely shameless and, not, and, 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 and donors are giving him a billion dollars or whatever he's already got in the tank right now, can you only imagine how they would hold up to that level of scrutiny? Well, you are describing the, the essence of journalism is magical and not at all broken. It is equally as complicit as the the candidates in question because of this incestuous relationship that goes on for so long and they think they're creating the candidate of their dreams mm-hmm. and it, it's a utopian notion but it ends up unsust- this is my point they they have no progress progressivism is not sustainable their dream candidate the way they created in this it's not sustainable they bring it all the way to the end and then they realize they can't close on this because they have both lived a fiction for so long and that's where i think warren's numbers have dipped in recent days it's listen most of most of her voters know that medicare for all isn't affordable and don't care all right it's not about that they suddenly don't they they the left has been arguing for single payer healthcare my entire life in a ver- in some various mm-hmm. form because medicare predates when you and i were born Correct. all right so it's not it's not that they're like hey they they really don't want this it's not that's not what it is what it is is they're like we're going to send that up against donald trump that's what it is yeah Okay, because that's all they care about. Who can beat Donald Trump? All right. So you've got Joe Biden up there looking like, do you want to hear how I got these scars? Okay, I mean, whatever someone has done to his face to try to make him not look 80. All right. And he can't keep a cogent thought together. He he can't stream it together because you know why? Because most men at 80 years old, particularly that have lived a high stress life as you do as u.s senator turned vice president don't how many 80 year old men do you know that are like wow i mean you're like you're act like you're 50 there's there's those men don't exist by and large so he can't string together a thought and you're looking at him thinking my goodness donald trump's gonna look 20 years younger next to him okay then you throw elizabeth warren out there because she's the true believer and she's been and here's her the main thing she's been running on her entire life it just they just repackage it single payer obamacare medicare for it's the same argument it's all the same arguments Hillary care. And then suddenly she's like, on the, the, the first bit of pushback, she's like, let me get back to you on that here in a few weeks. Then you send, I mean, I mean You're that's describing what, my strong belief why I think she's going to fade. I don't, she can't I just, last. I don't disagree. Well, who else, but someone has well, to emerge. Th- that's true. Who is that going well, to be? We're, we're going to have that discussion here in the overtime okay, part. Okay. But, but that's what, that's what, that's where the freak out is. Agreed. So the base, their base freaked out for the last month and a half, Joe Biden, we don't want to, no, none of us want to say it publicly, but you no, know, someone's, someone's got to put this horse down before we get to the Kentucky Derby because he, he's not finishing the race, right? Yes. And now it's Elizabeth Warren, like, okay, we built her back up. She believes in our issues and we like the cranky old woman that was the women's studies professor at Wellesley College Act. We love it. First, first pushback, how do we pay for this? And she doesn't even have where we're going to tax all the billionaires to death. She doesn't have some talking point ready to go. And she, well, I'm, I'm going to get back to you here in a few weeks. And you're sitting there like, oh. you can you can hear the air come out of the balloon on the other side. And I think it's because 
they're surrounded by so much sycophantic media that they have been permitted to dismiss all of their ideological opponents as racist, misogynistic, xenophobic, homophobes, that now that there's a real chance that they ha- they can govern the country on this stuff, they've only been doing collegiate white papers about our entire life. And now that there is now that now that this stuff is now that, yep, Trump's unpopular enough, I guess. So let's go ahead and see if if communism. Let's go ahead and do the last stage of Cloward Piven here. And so now that now that they've got to go out into broad daylight with this stuff now, they don't know how to they don't know how to counter a counter because they've never had to counter because they've been protected from being countered this entire time. That is the essence of what I was talking about. That is exactly right. Aaron, what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, this is, this is akin to, um, a kid sitting in class, kind of letting uh, letting the rest of his uh, uh, peers kind of do his work for him on on the group project, um, you know, just uh, bunging uh, class notes off of uh, other friends and and classmates as well, and um, because because the rest of the rest of his class is complicit in it, come test time, come time when he comes up to give his presentation by himself or herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, we have chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry. <laughs> right. That's, right. that's what we're seeing from Beta O'Rourke and Kamala Harris. And it is fascinating. I don't know how much is the satellite delay and how much it is just, um, I was told there will not be any exactly. questions here. Yes. I think it's probably my staff handed the me the talking points exactly. from your editorial meeting. And, and I was told I just had to come on here and, and repeat we're, these. We're seeing this over yeah. and over and over again, like, are, am I talking to CNN here or Fox News? I think this is. Can you imagine what, what their PR staff thoughts and prayers to those of you on the staffs of Kamala Harris, Bader O'Rourke, and Elizabeth Warren, who booked these appearances and interviews, uh, only to be asked rudimentary critical questions. And when I mean critical, I don't mean to be. A spirit of criticism. I mean, to, to to give a critical analysis. Okay, well, you know, I mean, here's the counter to that. How would you respond? That kind of critical. Can you only imagine what it was like for those flunkies in their in their in their publicity departments when they got off the air? Okay, you told me that this was a this was CNN, and I get blindsided by like this by CNN of all people. And I I think it's fascinating to watch what happens. And, and and what you're watching is is what I learned doing MSNBC during a, the 2012 election cycle. There there isn't a counter to your rudiment. I promise you, there's not. And take it from me, I'm the guy that's always warning you don't don't create straw men. Right? We're the show that always warns you against that. People aren't constructs. These these people are, and it's because. They have a they have a cultic level of zealotry for their particular political ideology, and once you're inside of a cult, critical thinking isn't required. Group thinking is, and and they have largely been surrounded. It's it's the age old anecdote that Todd you have cited going back to the 1972 election with Richard Nixon and George McGovern. I, you know, the woman gets up the escalator there on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. She's like, I didn't. I don't know anybody that voted for. Richard Nixon. Well, maybe not where you live. You didn't. Okay. Um, it's, it's what I pointed out. It was the, a movie, a movie reviewer. I wish it was, I remembered where he was at when he was talking about how, unless you live, uh, you know, in the States, um, on the far East or far West of the American map, 
and never visit the 40 states in between, you're totally shocked by the success of American Sniper. But if you visit those 40 states in between, you saw it coming a mile away. It's a holistically different culture. And they're, they're not, they, 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 this is why they created political correctness. So that they wouldn't have to risk an argument they might lose. Because if you're beneath contempt, then I don't have to argue with you. I have gotten this argument more than any other from the other side in my career. <clears throat> because of my views, I shouldn't have a platform. I shouldn't be permitted. It's the clip Aaron played that went viral last week from the city council meeting. Yep. Because you're a white, straight male, you're not permitted to talk about these things. Chuck Todd just did this with the president of the United yep. he, States. That was he, Chuck Todd did this last year with their, or earlier this year with their climate change episode on, and we're not going to permit any skepticism at all. This is how cults behave it's why i've been telling you for the last five years this is not a political ideology it's a religious movement it is the spirit of the age it is the rival religion to the judeo-christian underpinnings of western civilization all right and when you get inside hey ask ask a rat ask somebody who's been indoctrinated in the middle east with islam why is the quran true well because it says it is well, why does it say it is? Because it's true. They'll give you this kind of circular reasoning. Well, I just, same thing Beto O'Rourke said. Well, I just believe people will obey the law and turn their guns. This is how cults behave. So have confidence. They don't have a counter to your common sense arguments. That's why they call you racists for saying them. That's the counter. That's And that's the only counter that they have. More in a moment. All right, back here on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. I'm Steve Dace. If you're one of the millions of Americans struggling with chronic pain, relief might be one click away at relieffactor.com. Get the starter kit from Relief Factor. Now, what I love about Relief Factor the most, and yes, I'm a daily user of this product myself, what I love about it the most, 100% drug-free, even though it's an all-natural formula created by physicians. So these are medical professionals that do have the power to prescribe drugs. But they recognize your body is a created organism. It's not just an upright vat of uh, randomly evolved chemicals. And drugs are great if you've got an injury or an illness, but often we're treating symptoms here. We're not actually helping the body to heal. And that's what Relief Factor wants to do. Uh, they want to help your body perform in the way it was created originally to do so, to push back on the inflammation that's causing all of that chronic pain in your body. And they're so confident in this product. They're offering it right now for a dollar a day for three weeks. It's called their starter kit because they're pretty confident you're going to see results and come back for more later. Call their bluff. What do you have to lose? For 20 bucks for a dollar a day for three weeks. Give it a shot. It's called the starter kit at relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. Let's bring in our good friend Bob Vanderplatz from the Family Leader. Good to see you, man. How are you? Doing really well. Good morning. Glad to be here. Some late, a uh, couple things we want to talk to you about. We're going to break this down mo amongst ourselves a little bit later on today in the overtime. But since we've got a subject matter expert here, we'd be remiss in not to give, getting your take on this. Latest polling out of Iowa with the caucuses. This is a new USA Today Suffolk poll. Essentially, as Joe Biden and Elizabeth Warren in a statistical tie. Uh, Pete Buttigieg's number has kind of been unchanged. He's kind of had that number in the low teens for a few months now. 
uh, really, uh, since his original ascendancy. That's been his basic number in the state of Iowa. Bernie Sanders plummeting down to single digits. Uh, and then you want to look at a trend line. And I'm looking right now at the latest RCP, Real Clear Politics, polling average in the state of Iowa. And they have it as statistical tie right now between uh, Joe Biden and Elizabeth Warren, separated by only three-tenths of a decimal point. And one of the trend lines you're seeing uh, and I'm looking at, there have been three polls now of Iowa done since the uh, the last Democratic debate. Uh, CBS, YouGov, Emerson, and USA Today. And one of the trend lines you're seeing is Joe Biden's numbers are not moving. All right, so just as Pete Buttigieg seems like he's gonna, his, he's somewhere in the the low to mid-teens that in Iowa, that's where he's been for months. Uh, Joe Biden, after his initial uh, rise it appears his floor is somewhere around 20 percent in iowa that, that that's the lowest he could possibly go i'm guessing on caucus night what you're seeing is that there's been uh, some wind taken out of the sea the sails of elizabeth warren um but it, no one else has really benefited from this actually so what's your view of this trend line and where do you think stand things stand right now in iowa the caucuses are february 3rd so that is what? How many days from today? Today's October the 21st. So you're talking roughly 30, 55, and then another 31 would be 86, 90. So roughly 100 days from today are the Iowa caucuses. So what do you think? Pete Buttigieg. I think he wins it. And the reason I believe that is I've got a little bit of an antidote to this mm-hmm. is the Beaverdale neighborhood. You know, we're used to forecasting Republican politics, not Democrat politics. The Beaverdale neighborhood would be a bellwether in the Des Moines area. Who are the grassroots going with? You go in the Beaverdale neighborhood, it's Pete, 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 Pete. It's all Pete Buttigieg. Matter of fact, he's got more people on the ground than Warren and Biden. Biden is going nowhere. Biden will not win the Iowa caucuses. Uh, he should call Rudolph Giuliani and say, what state should I go to next to see if I can put a, uh, a stake in the ground there? Biden's not going to win. I think Warren's got some definite issues, but I think it's between Warren and Buttigieg. But I don't see anybody else picking it up. And the reason I think Buttigieg has got a possibility, one is he, he he's woke just because of who he is. He's woke, I'm married to a guy, all that stuff. So therefore, I can throw out common sense things and say, she's nuts, but remember, I'm woke. Okay, And that's what he's doing. And some of that common sense appeal in the CNN debate uh, after the CNN debate, there is something happening. I really believe, matter of fact, you and I are both on Huckabee's campaign. You give me Pete Buttigieg's number, but replace him with Mike Huckabee in 2007, I would take that every day that ends in Y. And especially with what I believe his, his, his ability to expand the base, and he knows, just like Barack Obama knew, it's Iowa or bust. If I don't win in Iowa, I'm done. I believe Buttigieg is the guy to watch. I believed that for a long time. Uh, the Beaverdale, Beaverdale neighborhood backs it up. And this 13% you're looking at right here, that backs it up. And what I mean by that, he's the mayor of South Bend, Indiana. And he's got 13% in the Iowa caucuses. Matter of fact, after the CNN debate, I, I listened. I don't have a life. I was driving home from a speaking engagement from Northwest Iowa. I listened as much of the debate as I could, but I listened to the after the debate. And when Jake Tapper had Buttigieg on after the debate, and he said, so tell me, what what is giving you the spark? What's giving you the rise? Now, part of it is the media wants Buttigieg to rise. The Des Moines Register was all about Buttigieg this morning, the, the rise of Buttigieg, the threat of Buttigieg, okay? 
And what he's saying, he's saying, listen, uh, you got to ask yourself that same question. What is a South Bend mayor of Indiana doing at this polling number? And he said, and the reason is I'm capturing the imagination of America. It's with vision. I think Buttigieg wins the Iowa caucuses. Mark my words here, October 21. Hmm. All right. Well, we will have more to say on that in the overtime today. You're, you're singing Todd's siren song. He's been humming that serenade and trying to get me to join him for months. Uh, I, you, re, you made a compelling case. I'm still not humming that tune. But, okay. but you know what? That's why I wanted to, let, to find out to, what you I, had to I, say. I do, I do believe, just, so just to sum it up here, Biden's not going to win it. I agree with that. I don't see Harris, Klobuchar, any of those guys going to win it. O'Rourke, none of them are going to win it. It's going to be between Buttigieg and Warren. And I think Buttigieg has got a way bigger upside to this base than Warren does. Okay. All right. We'll discuss that and we'll give our thoughts on that a little bit later on today. When's the caucus? Here at Blaze TV. It's almost 100 days from today. But the date is February? February 3rd. All right. February 4th. Let's talk about how I was right. <laughs> when was the last time you and I went head to head in, in political projection and analysis, and you were right? And I was <laughs> well, usually I don't know. I'm asking. You, usually, we're on the same page. That's, that's why I'm asking. Uh, I don't know what the answer is. Uh, I know, new, you know. I know that sounded new, like new, I was. Newt Gingrich Santorum. I, I, I did not mean to do that. I was actually asking because <laughs> most of the time we are always most of the time we're of one mind. Yeah. So I was asking. I don't the know the time answer. I can remember that is Newt Gingrich and Rick Santorum. I remember taking you out for pizza, trying to convince you on Santorum. You still went with Newt. But, now uh, that was now that was on merit, not on analysis. Yeah, that's right. right. Mer- got, merit and loyalty. You yeah. thought you had to go. I mean, with I, Newt. I, I told you at that pizza dinner. Oh no, you're going to finish way ahead of Newt. Yeah. I told you that. I just thought on merit, I wanted the arguments that Newt was making sure. to survive longer in the race. That's all. All right. Get all right. It. Let's get to impeachment. Okay. So there's a clip going around from Axios who does some good reporting. Jonathan Swan at Axios. I've, I've talked to him before. Pretty solid. There's a, he's, he's has an interview in, in, with Senator Lindsey Graham in his office. Uh, and they taped this actually before Mick Mulvaney uh, decided he didn't want to be chief of staff at the White House anymore <laughs> by dropping the phrase voluntarily quid pro quo in front of the White House press corps last week. Get over it. We do this all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pressure inside yeah. that. Rachel Maddow agrees. You do this all the time, right? And uh, um, and and Lindsey Graham said, "Yeah, sure. I mean, if there's basically he's defining a compromise. If there's a quid pro quo, you bet I could vote to convict. You know, I, I've got to see evidence. You know, and you know, I I I like Brian Fisher over at the American Family Association. I like the American Family Association Association a lot. I've Good done people. work with those people. I've been in their radio programs and hosted shows on their network. Salt of the Earth Patriots. But he was saying after that clip aired." this weekend on Twitter that uh, no way the base will stay home revolt. And I got to thinking if, if the Republican Senate votes to convict Trump, they'll never win another national election. I got to thinking about that. And I don't, I don't think that's true. I don't buy it. I, right? I really don't. Now I was kind of hoping you were going to disagree with nope. me here. Okay. So, cause here, cause here's the case. I'm going to, and I'm going to throw this open to the audience next hour. All right. You mean, so the, the way that things are scheduled time-wise laying out right now, it looks like we're going to have some kind of impeachment vote around Christmas is what it's looking like right now. And, and that means you'd have, you know, your trial next year in the middle of the primary. And I, I, I saw something, I want to say it was Daily Wire. Again, I rarely disagree with those folks. You know, we share content and we're on each other's platforms and quote each other quite a bit. I think Josh Hammer, 
their outstanding editor is going to be on our roundtable this week, right? Correct. On the Dace Group, okay. But they've got a story out about, hey, they, if they have an impeachment next year in the middle of the primary, it's going to take you know their presidential candidates off the campaign trail. Bob, think of when you and I were on the Ted Cruz campaign together. And imagine if we thought there was a chance we could get Ted off the campaign trail so he could get a national commercial at the impeachment of Barack Obama with every Republican base primary voter watching. Of what course would, you would. What would that. you rather have? That side-by-side side of our guy grilling the Democrat incumbent, you know, to rid the country of this menace or talking to 50 people, talking to toothless Indiana guy, hey, my Gordon Stacks. What moment would you rather have had if you were on that campaign? Well, I remember some of these moments. Yeah. I remember when they said, hey, Huckabee's going to go do Jay Leno. I thought, what? Our base doesn't watch Jay. But they're like, no, 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 no. They're going to be able to, I mean, it's a much bigger base than, yep. the, than the pizza ranch down the street. But we also remember in history, general election, John McCain, the Maverick. I'm going to suspend my campaign, go yeah. to D.C., clarify this thing up with Bush. And he th- then became- I mean, if you're Elizabeth Warren, aren't you on the phone with Nancy Pelosi right now and say, <laughs> hey, it's the sisterhood of the traveling pants here. All right. So the Iowa caucuses are February 3rd. Could we maybe have our first, you know, could you make sure you send this over? And I'm thinking that bye week. Between when the NFC and AFC championship games are, because you know she's probably yep. a Patriot fan, being from from Massachusetts. So let, let's let's have it. Let's launch it that bye week, you know, because the Super Bowl is the same as the Sunday right before the Iowa caucuses. Sure. So that would have if if I were on the Bernie Sanders. Well, I think he's kind of done, but yeah. we're really talking about Elizabeth Warren here. You couldn't ask for a better photo op than Elizabeth, and it doesn't matter if they pull her pants down. Your your media and your base. We'll never report that. Your your media and your base is never reporting. Twitter moments is not going to say Elizabeth Warren looked really bad trying to cross-examine uh, Donald Trump today at his impeachment. They're never saying that. <laughs> you win You win just by the graphic. By showing up. Yes. You couldn't ask for better a better timing of that. And then when Nancy Pelosi says, you know what? We were unsure until Elizabeth Warren said X. Mm-hmm. That's what made us. I mean, of course, they're, they're going to they're gonna want that opportunity. So do you buy, so let's say, let's just say Lindsey Graham, they get enough people and they do it. Now, Lindsey Graham has been conditioned for the last 25 years. He can, he can screw you over on Planned Parenthood funding in a deep red state. You'll still vote for him. He can screw you over on securing the border. He's not, he, he's, he, he's not Lindsey Graham for nothing. You'll still vote for him. He's been conditioned that he can take 50 show votes on Obamacare and then screw you over on that and you'll still vote for him. And he's not alone. Mitch McConnell's been conditioned this way. John Cornyn's been conditioned this way. All kinds of these guys have been conditioned this way. And if you look at the Senate map next year, it's actually more favorable than the 2018 map was for Republicans, which was pretty favorable. We looked at all the states and counted maybe at the most. If two or three points of people stay home, Iowa would be the most logical one for the Joni Ernst, right? Because it's a swing state. Mm-hmm. But maybe if you if you want to throw Georgia and North Carolina as swing states because they've had close statewide votes in recent years, we'll give you those. Those are the three where maybe two or three points worth of people sitting two or three points worth of people sitting home aren't switching the Wyoming Senate seat, guys. All right, two or three points of people sw- sitting home isn't switching the Senate seat in Arkansas or Kansas. Okay, this idea that so let's say they evict him in March. Mike Pence is president. Now, he may not necessarily walk in with the biggest set of lemons, but just the belief system he represents, the, the left is going to go insane. 
I mean, they're going to do live abortions on the streets of whatever <laughs> university Karen Pence is currently teaching at, losing their damn minds. You're going to watch that for six months when they nominate an open communist and then you say, you know, because I'm just not enjoying during my palm malls. I'm not enjoying Hannity as much these days. You know, with the, with the talk of the deep state now that Trump's gone, I'm just going to surrender the country to communists. I don't buy it at all. At all. I don't buy it. Am I wrong? You're not wrong, but we're coming to the same conclusion, maybe from a different path. I believe the Senate will do it, and I may be giving them too much credit, if there is a smoking gun that they can they can latch onto. I think enough of them, quite frankly, I heard a good friend of mine tell me this the other day who I didn't think would be for this. And he said, you know, it would be okay just to kind of let's move on. Let's get back to adulthood. Well, that's a separate argument, the yeah, merit right, of right, the case. Right. But, okay. but what I'm saying, though, yeah. is that if there's a smoking gun— I think the Senate would vote. However, if there's not a smoking gun, and I would be in this camp, if there's not a smoking gun on impeachment, we don't trust any of you anyway. So stop trying to make our decision for us. You have an election coming up on November 6th. Let's let the people decide. And if the people decide Trump should stay, and although every poll would indicate that's probably not going to happen, but the people decide Trump should stay, then it is time, Mick Mulvaney, get over it and move on. Do you believe... Do you believe a whole bunch of people are going to stay home after being because this isn't they're not nominating a decorated naval officer, Southern Baptist, Georgia governor, like what happened in the in the Nixon post Watergate election. They're going to nominate a communist likely. All right. So you're going to watch this for six months and then you're going to sit there and say that first Tuesday in November after you've been taking it in the shorts from Team GOP for decades and answering every booty booty call every 2 a.m. call they make to your cell. And suddenly now that there's a real communist, not one we're like calling them that for branding, but they're like literally with a hammer and sickle as a backdrop. You're literally going to say, you know, we're going to have President Elizabeth Warren now because you screwed me on Trump. I don't I don't buy that. See, I don't buy that. I think they still come out. But I think what I'm saying is that the senators, they will have to have a valid reason smoking gun to say that's why I voted to impeach. If that does not exist. I think then they ramp up. This is all smoke and mirrors. Anyhow, we don't trust anybody. The House wanted to do this from day one, and we make it a campaign issue. I don't think the base—I I agree with you, Steve. I don't believe the base stays on, stays home, but I think the Senate better have a compelling reason why they would vote to impeach. If they don't, they should let the people decide on November 6th, not them decide. So what would it take, do you think? So if I was one of those states, you know this state pretty well. Do you think I know Beaverdale neighborhood? Uh, do you think you think you think three to five points of your base, which is what I think it would take statewide? Okay, three to five points of your base. You think they stay home? No way. And, no way. And let whatever communist they nominate against no Joni Ernst to win. Because I think what's happened, Steve, is a lot like what we've talked about on this show. They're seeing what's at stake. I mean, this this is this is a clash of big time worldviews here. And they're seeing whether it be socialism, whether it be infanticide, it whether it be us. the Green Deal, whether it be yes. what. It I is, do it not is. believe my base was going to stay home when that is the option. It is for us. You know who it's not a big time clash of worldviews for? Republicans in the U.S. Senate. They don't give a rip about any because of, of all the stuff you just laid out yeah. about, and you still voted for. You have and conditioned you still them. Voted you for. have conditioned them. They don't have to. Yeah. And so. You still signed how a much, budget that funds Planned Parenthood. How much easier is their daily... For, forget the immediate aftermath, okay? 60, 90 days later. You know a lot of these guys. You know Mike Pence. How much easier is Mitch McConnell's life 
Forget the forget the the the, the first forty eight hours are going to be terrible. Okay. But 30, 60 days later, how much easier is Mitch McConnell's life if Mike Pence is president or Donald Trump? Oh, without question. Because now now Mitch McConnell, first of all, he's got a microphone and a stage again because Trump's taking up all the oxygen. Two is he knows what Pence is going to operate like, so he can operate like it. Mm-hmm. And also with Mitch McConnell, he's also the one who just wrote the op-ed on a grave mistake mm-hmm. in Northern. Uh, so he's already backed away from the cover. What I'm saying is they don't fear you because they have no reason to. Right. They have been told and taught not to fear yeah. you. So I don't buy the argument at all that there's going to be some massive revolt. I don't. Now, I do believe for some of these guys sticking out their neck early and all of a sudden now I'm going to get primary, so therefore I'm going to retire. You're seeing some of that because they are afraid of the primary. Uh, that's why I think there needs to be. We know the Democrats are going to do but it. The Democrats why don't, are going They could do. just retire, and then they don't care about the primary. Those guys. Well, those ask John Boehner. You make more money when you when you get kicked out of office <laughs> than when you're there anyway. At least lawfully, yeah. they'll just retire. That's why I think you're going to get a lot more Republican votes in the House than anybody is is talking. Look at all those Republicans that are going to leave their congressional jobs because they think they're in districts that they believe Donald Trump is going to cost them their seat anyway. So rather than put up with it in campaign, they're going to retire, right? I, why wouldn't they just vote yes all on the way out the door in the House just to well, stick I, to Trump? I, I definitely think they could do that. 20 seconds. So well, we, we agree on this by we, we do agree. All, all, uh, I was hoping you were disagree. At, at the conclusion, okay. the, the pathway to get... I do believe, and I honestly believe this, if the Senate votes to impeach, they have to have a smoking gun. Why? We'll come back. We're going to find out what you think about this next. Stay tuned. Greetings. We're back with Hour 2. It's our Monday Town Hall. We'll get to it here in just a moment here on the Steve Day Show on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. If you want to take part in our Town Hall, multiple ways you can do so. 888-900-3393 is one. That's 888-900-3393. I know a lot of you listen to us via podcasts, which is why I posted some about this both on Twitter and Facebook last night and this morning to give you a chance to have your comments uh, during today's program as well. Okay, so if you want to like us on Facebook and comment there, there's a thread that I have posted about what we're going to talk about here in a moment. That's up at the very top of our Facebook page. Just like us at Steve Dace, right? And you can also find it on Twitter, at Steve Dace Show, all right? Or email the program, steve at stevedace.com. If you email us as we're having this conversation in real time, we'll try to incorporate some of those comments as time permits as well. So here's the topic we're going to be discussing today. And then I'm going to give you some time to think about it. I'm going to lay out why I think this here in a minute. I don't believe there will be a massive revolt from the Republican base if Republicans vote to convict Donald Trump in the U.S. Senate and remove him from office. And I'll, I'll go all in true Trumpian fashion here. I will double and triple down. I don't think it matters what evidence they have. I think under any circumstances, and I mean any, I don't think they will pay any price at the polls. You might, maybe, maybe enough people in North Carolina cost Tom Tillis a Senate seat, but I don't even believe that. Maybe in Iowa, because, you know, Republicans don't typically do well in presidential election years in Iowa anyway. 
I mean, they've only won this state twice since 1988. George W. Bush, the year of, of his reelection in 04, barely won it. And then Donald Trump, you know, in 2016. So it's not a state that there's a, a lot of, you know, recent history electorally for Republicans in presidential election years, the state where we live. But I don't, I don't buy the argument at all. And I don't think Republican senators do either. I think they view it as a hollow threat. And I'm going to explain why here in just a moment as you ponder, how would you react if they do vote next year? Because it looks like we're going to have our showdown. It looks like we're looking at a, some kind of House maneuver vote sometime around Christmas, the end of the year. looks like the Democrats want to do it in the House right before they go home. And then they'll kick it over to the Republican Senate and let them handle the hot potato when the 2020 election uh, begins in earnest after the first of the year. That's the scuttlebutt right now. This portion of the show brought to you by our friends over at realestateagentsitrust.com who know that your home is your biggest investment or the purchase of your next home could be your biggest investment. So whether you're on the selling end, you want to cash in that equity and get the best deal you can get, or you're on the buying end and you want to begin building that equity in, in the right new home at the right price, whatever the case may be. You want to take advantage of those plunging mortgage rates and a, and, and a, and a, a real estate booming market at the moment. Great, but do so with a real estate agent that you can trust, someone whose proven track or track record has been proven and vetted for success, someone whose knowledge of marketing plans has been proven and vetted for success, someone whose understanding of what the phrase professional courtesy means has been proven and vetted for success. If they don't check those three boxes, they don't get listed at realestateagentsitrust.com, which is different from other referral services that are often about, and they're good. those are good people too. But they've got the agent's you know, interest in mind too, trying to help agents find clients. This is all at realestateagentsitrust.com. It's all about you, the client, about you finding an agent worthy of having you for a client. If you want to learn more or find the right agent, go to realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. So let us begin. Gentlemen, are you ready? You bet. So here's our town hall topic this week. And what got me thinking about this was the Lindsey Graham clip that you played in our montage. Got me thinking about this over the weekend. And then I saw what Brian Fisher over at the American Family Association posted in response to it. And I got to thinking, what, what do I think? Is that really true? Well, Republicans voted over 50 times to repeal Obamacare over the course of several years. You gave them the power to do so. And they didn't. Did you really hold them accountable for that in the 2018 election? Or did you look at what they tried to do to Brett Kavanaugh on the left and how nuts they are? I mean, hell, I'm, I'm as pissed about that as anybody. I went out there and voted straight ticket Republican in 2004, in 2018. It's the first time I'd done that in 15 years. 2004 was the last time. They fund Planned Parenthood year after year after year. They're still doing it while they're taking while they're trying to put David Delyden in prison for blowing the whistle on him. What what penalty have they paid for that? And that's the most loyal base the Republican Party has, the pro life vote. They're the ones getting screwed there. They haven't protected the border. I mean, he's been Lindsey Gramnesty there down in your state of South Carolina for decades. He still gets reelected. I mean, show me where there has been 
show me where there has been a true penalty for betraying the base. I can give you an example, but I don't think it plays in this arena. You know, Romney's loss in 2012, a lot of it was about not eating a chicken sandwich and unwillingness to take on the issues you care about. And he left about four and a half million people who voted for John McCain. He left those voters at home. But I think here's the difference in that scenario compared to this one. You're going to sit here. The next Democratic nominee is likely going to run on the stuff you feared Barack Obama believed. They're going to run on Jeremiah Wright's talking points. And I don't believe that after watching, let's say they victim, and and I'm going to say, I don't care what the evidence is. We live in a, what have you done for me lately? 20-minute news cycle society. A lot of you are going to be really pissed for, for several days, probably. But, you know, I listened, I, I heard the same mindset by some people calling in to, you know, um, one of my, uh, one of the sports shows I listen to in the mornings that covers my Michigan Wolverines. And, I, and, 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 and you, get, you hear some of the same caller voices, right? When you hear regulars that call in. Sure. And the same people who were calling in August, man, it's championship or bust. They didn't win the Big Ten. Harbaugh's got to go. Now, you know, the schedule is really hard and it's hard to win in the whiteout. I don't know. I have a hard time believing, especially you put Mike Pence in that office, and he may not necessarily have the largest set of brass ones in the world, but what, what he believes, oh my goodness. The level of crazy, because now, now with Trump, it's just all racist xenophobia stuff. This is going to be a religious war. Like they're going to, like this is, I mean, this is going to be like hail Satan chance at the Texas legislature for Wendy Davis, the throwing of tampons. Okay. I mean, it's, I mean, die-ins, they're going to, they're going to hang babies in effigy at whatever college campus Karen Pence is teaching at with him to nominate. And you're going to watch this for six months, the whole campaign, or if not longer. And that first Tuesday in November, six, seven, eight months after they do the deed, and after putting up with all of the promises they have broken, you're going to sit there and you're going to say, Das Vendanya. Das Kapital for president. Because you, you just made Fox News not as fun to watch with all the deep state shows no longer interesting anymore. Really? Really? I don't believe that. At all. At all. Because some nutbag on the left, or several of them, is going to make but the Democrats great again. I can promise you that's going to happen. And Mike Pence is saving America. And we have to vote GOP to save America. And we got it. And, it, and it's the judges. At least with the President Pence, we'll get some good judges. And then if you look at the Senate map next year, 
it's actually Todd and I were going through it state by state before the show. It's it's I think it's arguably more in favor of the Republicans next year than this last one in 2018 that saved them was. Maybe three states maybe are losable. If two or three, four or five points of the GOP base stays home, Iowa would be prime among them because it's the only real swing state. Maybe North Carolina, maybe Georgia get vaulted into that swing state. But really, you're going to president President Pence is going to go visit the Billy Graham Association in, in North Carolina and do all kinds of votes, all kinds of events with Franklin Graham. As the Democrats outside are chanting, hail Satan. And you're going to stay home because they got rid of Trump. Mm, I got to call horse bleep on this, okay? I don't, I don't buy it. It doesn't pass any smell test. I get why people and smart people think this on the surface. But no. If, if maybe the vice president was a squish type, was a Romney type, that you thought, he's no real, because th- I don't think Pence is much of a threat at all. We saw that in Indiana. But he's at least got like a sincere faith belief system that he is for real about in his personal life, right? So Pence is crucial to this yes. on some level. Yeah, if, if, if the VP important. was a total squish nobody, you know? This would be a different conversation. Then, then we, I wouldn't even entertain this conversation. That's an important But barrier. there's no way, no way, man, when they're out there burning bras and buying dolls at stores so they can abort them in effigy. Out, is she still at Wheaton College? Where is she teaching right now? Uh, Karen yeah. Pence? Uh, I thought she was at Wheaton. Or is it Notre Dame she's at? I, I no. think it's at, no, it's at some uh, high school or private school. Isn't oh, why it? did no. I think she was at a university? No, it's a, like a, it's a private school. Okay. Um, but she is teaching. Right. Yeah. No way. No way do I believe this. And folks are going to be like, whatever happened to that Trump guy? Like sometime around the middle of October. No way. I'm not buying it. And that's why I think the odds of this, I still wouldn't bet on it. But I think the odds of this are higher than almost any of you want to believe. Because though you're... Ask yourself this question. When has ever... Putting, there's been one time putting your faith in the hands of the Republican Senate worked. And it's when they refused to seat Garrett, to, to hear the, what was that guy's name? Garrett Marland or Merrick Garland. Merrick Garland. Garland. <laughs> Merrick Garland. Whatever the hell his name was. All right, that Obama put up to replace Anton and Scalia. That's the only time. And here's why they did it. Because they knew if they let if they let Antonin Scalia's seat go to an Obama appointee, that would be death. Because what's the number one scam of voting GOP? What's the number one scam talking point? They have to appoint better. That's right. That's exactly right. So if they let Merrick Garland sit in Antonin Scalia's seat, their entire talking point industry they they're like Alice and Camerata blowing up all their gun control arguments. Every argument of every conservative, Christian conservative organization is about judges. They could not seat Merrick Garland in Antonin Scalia's seat. If they did, that entire industry, they, they self-immolate. And they need that to stay in power. And, that's, and, that, and they'll use that exact talking point when they evict Trump and put Pence in there. And they'll say, hey, this is the only way you're going to get good judges. You want Mike oh. Pence appointing? You want Mike Pence appointing Clarence Thomas's replacement or Elizabeth Warren? And there's no way... 
And you know who's going to be the first people to buy in? Those of you in between your packs of Pall Malls right now, losing your poop at the retirement home with every episode of Hannity, you'll be the first ones in line to vote for President Pence in next November a couple of times. Tell me I'm wrong. See, I think that's the crucial ethos, if I'm hearing you right, underneath all of this. And it, it's related to the fact that Trump is not the the cause of all of this. Uh, as we've said many times uh, over the show, uh, he's an outcome of all this. And since he's an outcome, the very same thing that caused you to rally around Trump is going to be the very same ethos that is fine when he's thrown out because you just move on to the next thing that has to be done yep. to keep the Visigoths. Yes. And, and that's why I think it's so crucial that you admitted your personal, like, I've I've lost battles, I've stood on principle my whole life, I've watched as people have gone the other way, and you said, even I, at this point, voted straight ticket Republican. I mean, you you basically bore your soul there. I says, I'm, I'm relating to you people, I'm not saying it's just because of you, it's like, this is where people are arriving at. They are arriving at this place where they feel that they don't have uh, any other choice. Last time it was Trump. If Trump gets thrown out, next, it's... I, yeah. Am I hearing you right? I, yes. I, cause, and I yeah. I agree with that. J- with the caveat, it's really important that you pointed out the variable in the dock. It's, it is it is maybe close to just about anybody, but it's it. here we have Pence. We have to be specific about that. If it was that squish, I can't be said enough, I wouldn't have as much confidence. I still think it's possible, it, it's no matter who it was. I agree. But, but I wouldn't be as certain about it as I am right now. It's okay. a considerable gap in our conversation. That yeah, the... Pence has decades of connections to the conservative base, all right? I mean, he was one of the original conservative rabble-rousers from the takeover of 1994. He was a part of that class in the U.S. Congress, all right? There's no way, there is no way when when they're running on Jeremiah Wright's talking points in the next election because they just lost their damn minds and America was going to, that a Christian theocrat could be president. There's no way a bunch of people are going to sit there and say, well, man, I just, you know, Cheeto Jesus is gone. So I guess we just hand this. No, your folks are just going to be sitting there. How do I, how does Photoshop work where I can take Trump from that, you know, meme where Jesus is over him as he's signing things to into law in the white house. And how can I, how can I, Hey, can my grandkids, show me how photoshop uses so i can put mike pence in there instead no way you're doing that no way you're doing that i don't i don't buy it at all try it you, you're welcome to try to make the case maybe i'm missing something and i'll listen like hey i don't agree with vanderplatz's analysis about iowa but i sit there and listen and let him make his case you know I'll, I'll listen maybe you've come up with something i haven't considered but i don't believe it i don't i don't believe it i i don't 888 888-900-3393. In fact, I'm so confident in this. I don't think, Bob at least put a modifier in there when we asked him about it last hour, that they had to have a smoking gun. I think definitions of smoking guns can be awfully flexible in times like these. A follow-up question, because this this is a size of the pie question. The, the base not being affected is a different question of how that does or does not rally the other side the optics do you think do you think the odds of pence or a republican winning could even go up yes yeah so i that, do that's the next phase of this yeah and now i didn't want to have that conversation because that gets us beyond what i think is germane to this one okay 
But yeah, I do. I do think that. Because I think the number one, pro- provided the economy were to stay in, sh- and, and, the number one problem that Donald Trump has is there's a growing segment of people that are, that are just tired of it. Tired of the act. I, I want do, it to go away. I do want to push back on that, but sure. we do have a caller. All right, let's so. go. Let's. And I've got tons of social media reaction and stuff to this we'll get to as well, all right? So give us your thoughts. 888-933-93. I have laid out my proposition. All right, now it is your turn here with our weekly town hall to respond. Let's begin, I think it's Sally in Iowa. So right here in our backyard. Sally, welcome to The Blaze. Thanks for the call. Go ahead. Hi, Steve. Um, uh, I, I was listening to you guys, and you described me to a T. I um, I voted for Trump because he wasn't Hillary, but I mean, it, it took me a long time to even come to that conclusion to vote for him. But um, I personally wouldn't be that upset, but um, I, I think for the people that you would uh, lose um, if he was impeached, I think you could pick up quite a few others that, you know, that wouldn't vote for him because of who, he, you know, because of the way he acts, but also... I think a big segment that you might be able to tap into more are the college students because um, I have my kids all went to UNI and I, I still have two that are there. And, you know, they, they have. That's the University of Northern Iowa for folks around the country, by the way. Go ahead. Oh, yes. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um, That's and okay. They had all, like all our kids, they changed their voting registration this last round. They had them all change it to their campuses. And this happened all across the nation. So they don't any, you know, they don't have to have a, a absentee ballot anymore. So these kids are getting indoctrinated with a, you know, with their professors, and then they're going to vote for the Democrats, and not my kids though, but but they're all their friends, and they all hate mm-hmm. Trump. They hate him. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like it's unbelievable. So if Pence became, and I'm, you know, I'm, I think I, I would, you know, Pence is okay, but if Pence did become president, maybe he could have somebody else, uh, younger VP, maybe that could help excite the younger people. Maybe maybe you could get more votes. That Who do you way, think? What, what ticket do you think has a better chance of winning in 2020, Sally? Pence. Pence just a second. Let me. I'm going to give you a specific example to let you respond. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Tell me who you think. Tell me which ticket do you think has a better chance of winning the 2020 election? Trump, Pence, or um, um, uh, Pence Haley? Which ticket? Well, that's exactly what I was thinking. Nikki Haley, Pence. Pence Haley. I wish it would be. Texas. I don't even think it, I don't even think it's freaking close. Yeah, I don't, I don't even I think, think it's freaking close. Yep, yeah. that's exactly what I was thinking was Nikki Haley, and I and I think she would excite the younger people. And uh, I, I'm telling you, I think that they're people are ignoring the threat of the college students. Uh, and not the no, I think students. I think you're I think you're exactly right. And now, thank you for the call, Sally. Your warning oh, about you. the college students is right on, and it and it's a little tease to the conversation you and I are going to have about because because he wants to talk about Beaverdale neighborhoods okay i want to i want to talk about lynn and johnson county uh college dorms on iowa caucus night okay with elizabeth warren but we'll get to that later all right but the the, what would happen is you would certainly lose some of the the new people that trump has brought in right rural whites who have in wisconsin and pennsylvania who have traditionally not voted republican and except for rare circumstances like a reagan landslide year he did win those new people. There is no denying that. And that's why he's president now. But he also did it by creating a messaging uh, vortex at th- that cost him at the expense of more traditional Republican constituencies like suburban voters. And we saw that in the 2018 midterms, for example. Um, what we've also seen is you've seen a surge. And Aaron, you can attest to this. We have seen a surge of millennial millennials from Christian homes doing exactly what 
Sally in Iowa just described. And he's one of the huge reasons for this. All right. Is, is, is they see him as, you know, a Cretan basically. Okay. Take him off the table. What happens is you do lose for sure. You're going to lose some of those. Although, you know, Pence might be Trumpy enough having been the VP, you know, he, he might, that might give you less slippage than if it was somebody who was not associated with the Trump White House. Okay. But you would lose some of those rural whites that you, that, that you added to your coalition, no doubt. But you would greatly solidify the more traditional Republican coalition that he has, he has shown leaks with in the past. That is exactly why, like, I don't, I don't think North Carolina is a swing state with Pence on the ticket. I don't. I don't. I mean, you're talking about the place that's one of the birthplaces of American evangelicalism, and and you're going to have someone who's a far more solidified vocal in in his policies. I'm not I'm not talking about the faith in comparison individually between George W. Bush and Mike Pence, but in in Pence's case, as a worldview, it's a driving force in his policy views. It kind of wasn't for George W. Bush, you know. It's just kind of a it was part of the sentiment of his views. But he's your typical United Methodist. He's a little soft headed in some areas, you know. Pence is more of your traditional right wing evangelical. That's why I. So yes, I think you would lose some of the new people that Trump has brought in. But I think it would he, he would just build the more traditional cons- Republican coalition that we have seen win in the past. That's all. So I, 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 maybe he doesn't win Pennsylvania. Maybe he doesn't win uh, Michigan and Wisconsin. But I think states that Trump was weakened in the past, like Nevada, I think he can take th- those kinds of states back. So I, I think there's, I, and I think he would perform stronger in the popular vote as well. I think that's a far stronger ticket. So what I wanted to say earlier is, do we all agree that, that Pence is at least to some degree a squish? Do we all agree oh, yes. about that? Um, well, a different kind of squish. I, I think he is a, I think he's a, he's not a, a masculine yeah. squish, not an ideological one. Yeah. Meaning like, I think, I think a lot of these Republicans, even if you made it easy for him, wouldn't stand with us. Okay. That's, that's one kind of squish. I think if you make it easy for Pence, he'll stand with us. Yep. But I think at the side of resistant pushback, that's right. No. Is that a better way of defining yeah, it? You okay right. with that? Okay. So with that, I mean, with that being said, we, I think we all agree, too, that uh, the left will lose their minds. I mean, Pete Buttigieg, one of the cornerstone is, cornerstones of his campaign so far is Mike Man Bad. Yep. That's basically what, yep. what a lot of his campaign has been. Yep. However, if he starts to do masculine, squishy things, does that depress any of the energy that he would— No, because he won't do it in the campaign. Are you— No, he won't do it. He won't do it in the campaign. Okay. He won't do it in the campaign. He'll do it— I hope. He'll do it after he gets elected. Yep. There's no way—no, th- no, he won't do that in the campaign. When they're out there provoking him and stuff, no, he won't. He won't do that in the campaign. He will. He will. He'll. 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 This will be very typical of what you see Republicans. See, this he will talk very tough, and then once he's in office, who the hell knows what happens at that point? See, that's the part I I have no confidence in, and why I think the smoking gun part of things is because Rifra was basically a campaign, and he just sucked. No, he was in office. It was a policy. But it was a that, that was a ultimately a, a campaign. Vibe you saw to the it, whole you thing. saw it that way. They don't see it that way. Who's they? The, the Republicans, like Pence in elected office, don't see things like that. Okay, they well, that, they believe but, this goes back to rules for patriots. Okay, these are this is the Republican belief. As long as you guys, they believe most of you really don't care what policies they do. You just want to own the libs. We didn't call it that when I wrote this book five years ago, but Mitch, like, but when I, you know, when Mitch McConnell shows up at, at CPAC waving an AR-15, 
He believes that he believes that's all he's got to do. And that's all you want. You want the meme. You want to watch that on Fox tonight. And then he can go back to Capitol Hill and scree on every issue and then twice on Sundays. That's what Pence is going to do, right? He's going to run a very right-wing campaign because they think that if they just say these things, that their oh. base just wants you to hear you say these things. That's all. And then, and then, then Rifra, they can screw you on that and then go back and because they always look at it as a, as a binary choice aspect. There was no, you and I think there was a binary choice on Rifra. Religious freedom lives or dies, right? They don't see it that way. The binary choice is Republican or Democrat. All right. And so I just need to say the things you want a Republican to say and you'll vote for me. That's what they believe. That's how they see campaigns. Yeah. This is this is the where people there's not enough have, people like you. That's the reality of the situation. Well, there's there's different silos of people now that just grow exhausted by all of a sudden. That's why people like Tulsi Gabbard just out of nowhere because she take, finally punches Hillary in the nose. It's just there's there's an, if if he exhausts people because he's he's like Elizabeth Warren to me. He just like I can't see him sustaining. So I just can't see it. I, I up until we got specifically on this, I'm with you. I just think this is where we have to have a conversation he about. He will have to sustain his it. Achilles He'll heel. be the Republican nominee up against the Communist Party. Oh, I know. Losing their minds. The, Todd, if, if there were more people that looked at it the way you do, oh, we'd listen, be freaking rich. Listen, I'm more likely to vote for Mike Pence by far than Donald Trump. I am a likely not no vote for Trump, and I am a likely vote for Mike Pence. I'm I'm simply saying when our margins are what you've said they are in the past, and well, that's why I asked you about know why your margins are the margins. Notice I haven't brought that up in this conversation. The margins are what I said they were because to build a new coalition. Trump did so at the expense of his traditional one. Okay? That's why the margins are what they are. Because Nevada suddenly is a is is lost. All right? Colorado, you can't even be competitive in that state. All right? Because of the because of the way Trump branded himself, he created he those margins in order to acquire the votes he needed to win, he created those kinds of margins. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. We go back to the it'll go back to the old the old lines of demarcation we're essentially fighting over florida ohio and um um virginia that's essentially what we're fighting over and if the republican wins two out of those three they win the electoral college i know we've got tons of calls i've been debating looking at the clock because we're almost to the bottom of the hour understood Just okay to make sure you i didn't want to bring anybody well, on and then cut them off in 30 seconds quick okay? question i think it's yes or no. is it better off for trump that impeachment ha- for not trump for pence if impeachment impeachment happens much later because that gives him less time to screw it up, basically. No, I think no? it's the opposite. It's the opposite. The longer it, because there will be a lot of people. I mean, it's going to be overwhelming. The initial revolt will be overwhelming. And it'll last for a couple of days, a few days. Wow, the more time you give people to see what the alternative is, I mean, people are, we aged in dog years. People are going to surround around Labor Day and say, dude, remember when Donald, when Donald Trump was president? Doesn't that seem like it was 10 years ago? Remember when Barack Obama was president? Doesn't that seem like when you were a little kid? That was less than four years ago. Okay, we'll come back with more in a moment. Back to your calls next. Stay tuned. This portion of the show brought to you by friends over at RidUZone. If you're struggling to meet your weight loss goals, give RidUZone a shot. Because what RidUZone does is one thing and one thing only, but an important thing. 
in the battle against your bulge. It helps to boost the OEA in your body with putting more OEA in your body. What's OEA? It's the signal that goes from your belly to your brain to let the brain know when the belly is full. It's a little molecule your creator put in there because your body was designed to crave and conserve calories. It's only been in recent human history. Food was readily a readily available resource. It's been scarce throughout most of our uh, species. And so that's where that molecule comes into play just in case to prevent you or protect you from overeating. But when you ignore it for so long, it just kind of ignores you. And Riduzone wants to do something about that. It's just OEA, not loaded with chemicals, stimulants, uh, additives, preservatives, uh, caffeine. That's why it's FDA accepted, vegan friendly, and gluten free. If you want to try it right now, three months off, you're a three or get thirty percent off a three month supply. Thirty percent off a three month supply right now if you use promo code Steve at Riduzone.com. Try to get your portion sizes, your cravings under control at Riduzone.com. R I D U Z O N E. Let's get back to our town hall. Are you really sitting out and revolting and letting the communists win if Donald Trump is removed from office at his impeachment hearing early next year? 888-900-3393. Let's go next to Laura in Florida. Laura, welcome to the show. What do you think? I think that you're right. Pence will get the vote. But who will not get the vote is a Lindsey Graham or a Marco Rubio or a Mitt Romney from the base. They will not vote for them again. They would rather vote independent, definitely vote a Democrat, and hopefully the GOP will run somebody against them that the base can get behind. All right. So you think the senators could be in trouble who cast the vote. Okay. Thanks for the call, Laura. Appreciate that. Bye-bye. I I can see that logic. Do you know what the number 187,000 means to this conversation? No. That's how many more votes in Florida Marco Rubio received in the last election than Donald Trump did. Over 187,000 more votes. He way overperformed Donald Trump in that state. Why? Because he represents the traditional Republican coalition. Because he did better in the suburbs of Tampa. Trump lost them all. Okay? So he won that state by 187,000 more votes than Donald Trump did statewide. When Donald Trump cleaned his clock in the presidential primary there earlier in the same cycle. See, that's why I'm this that, that that's why I'm thinking this way. And I, I don't believe there short of Zapruder film evidence that he was on the grassy knoll, I don't believe there's anything a guy named Romney can do to lose an election in Utah. I just don't believe that. I mean, that's like, you know, um, that's like that's like running for office in Alabama and you're related to Bear Bryant. It doesn't matter what you believe. Okay? It does it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I mean you you could be like handing out Lyndon LaRouche pamphlets and I, and doing a climate there, alarmism uh, and you're winning the election because you're you're there, you're related to Bear Bryant. There is I I think there is one guy, one type of guy uh who could be Romney, or at least give him a run for his money in Utah, and it's a guy by the name of Pierre Delecto. But I'm here all week. For folks that don't know, that's the the Atlantic is claiming that's uh, Mitt's. uh, And Mitt has confirmed that. He has confirmed it now. That's his burner account to push back on uh, critical people of Romney online, because apparently Ron Mexico was already (laughs) taken. (sighs) Let's go out to Rhode Island. (laughs) Yeah, right, Todd. I haven't been all right for a long time. (laughs) 
the truest thing. Yes. We, that's the smartest thing anybody said this yeah. whole show. Let's go out to Rhode Island. And uh, Susan, Susan, welcome to The Blaze. What do you think, Susan? Good afternoon, gentlemen, and God bless you all. You do. Same to you. You do marvelous work. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I agree with you 100%, Steve. Nothing will change. Do you remember the tea party? Do you remember the beginning? Good of the times. Party? Yeah, those were those. Yeah. Yeah, those were good times. Were good yeah, times good times. Until yeah. until we put them all in office, and we had people yep. like Senator Cruz and Senator Lee making all the appropriate arguments and trying to get things done. And then the Tea Party people said, "Not my Social Security, or not not my Medicare, not my Medicaid." Well, unless we're all willing to work together to fix this mess, we can't fix it. And as long as people are, work, are only in the end worried about themselves, this is going to continue. But I want to make you aware of one little, and everybody's talking about it anyway, but I think it's going to come from a different direction. Everybody's been throwing out the name Michelle Obama. Michelle does not want to be president of the United States. That's the last thing she wants. I think they may name her, whoever the nominee is, will name her as their VP pick. Then we don't I could win. see that. Then it's over. Yeah, I could, I, I could see something like that, sure. And then I she could. can you come bet. in and stick around for a year and a half until everything is going according to their crazy communist plan. And then she can resign, and she's got th- two daughters she can use as the excuse. Oh, they need me. I can't do this any longer. And then, God forbid, we might get Nancy Pelosi as VP at that point. Or whoever the president is picks their own VP. But you're on. You're right on the money there. I appreciate the call, the Susan. You're exactly right. I, th- I think you could. I think the notion that you could see Michelle Obama on a Democratic ticket. I don't think that's far fetched at all, Aaron. Yeah, and I want to share, if it's okay, this email that we got from my good uh, buddy Constantinos Rodidas. You may recognize that name uh, from the uh, hit. A segment on the show called not Vice to mention. By the way, he was the re- a Republican statewide nominee for, for office uh, in California last yeah, cycle yeah, too. Controller, yeah. 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 And he, I think, I think he got as uh, more Republican votes of anybody in the in the 2012 or 2018 uh, GOP era uh, election cycle. Anyway, uh, he says you are fundamentally wrong because you have a flawed premise that Trump will just go away. You rightfully state that to take down Elizabeth Warren, that someone must take that spot. She can lose a few points, but nature abhors a vacuum. Something has to fill that spot. Your premise is flawed in that you think if they impeached Trump, that Trump would all of a sudden disappear right into the sunset. I 100% guarantee he will run as an independent, form a new party, or take over a small existing one. He will go after them because you honestly, uh, you can't honestly think a narcissist, as you believe Trump is, will just disappear. What do you think of that? I was waiting for this question and i wholeheartedly disagree first of all he tried this many years ago with the reform party tried to take it over it didn't work the ballot access issue he's donald trump's not spending a billion dollars of his own money to go fight these two parties for ballot access first of all he's gonna have to win a, he's gonna have to win in court before he even before we even get before we even have a court decision about ballot access, he's going to have to win in federal court about whether he's eligible to run for the presidency as as an as an impeached and removed. 
Well, and 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 you can quote me all the constitutional provisions right now you want. These courts don't care yeah. about the constitutional provisions. Okay, so he's going to have to fight that. They're going to get. They'll have an injunction to avoid him on a ballot on those means alone. Uh, he's not. Trump isn't spending all of his money on this. He doesn't hasn't spent almost hardly any of his money on the campaign to begin with, of compared to compared to what you would anticipate uh, that he that he would have spent. Thirdly, uh, I agree that he's not going to go away. I agree. What he's going to do, he's going to live on cable news programs. And, and I think you'll see him largely live on a lot of the cable news networks that claim to not like him now. And he'll be all over the map. I agree. But in the end, I think a lot of people in the end are still going to say, while he's out there, you can't help me. You're not on the ticket. You can't help me. See, I don't think the idolatry is about Trump. And it never has been. It's about the Republican Party. Trump hasn't changed anything. I've been saying this for years. None of the fundamentals have changed. This goes back to we did this show a lot last year when you and I were arguing about um, the congressional races. And I read, I read some analysis from Amy Walter at Cook Political Report uh, mid, about mid-year last year that just really crystallized my thinking. That this, and I want to give her credit because it was her analysis. I just ended up borrowing it. That this midterm election, when we all get said and done, it's, it's going to be the simplest outcome we could have ever guessed. We're just all con- believing something else is going on because of Trump's antics. That, the, that most of the swing districts in the House are in places Hillary Clinton won, and most of the winnable seats in the Senate are in places Trump won. So Republicans are going to lose the House, and they're going to win it, hold on to the Senate. And that ended up being the exact election we had. The cake has not changed. The frosting is different. Indeed. He's his own frosting. It's like when I used to go to the Burlingame Dairy Dip there in Wyoming, Michigan to see Colleen DeMagd. And I used to get the Superman ice cream, believing that with all those different colors in there, meant it, I, was getting, I, was ju- I was getting over on them because I was getting all the same, all the flavors I wanted. And it was just food dye with vanilla ice cream. <laughs> all right. So, it's, same, it's the same ice cream. It looks different. The, 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 the frosting is different, but the cake hasn't changed. I agree he won't go away. But... And that's why there will be some form of a revolt. But when we get into the actual, when 100, we get into October and the presidential debates and Donald Trump can't help you anymore. He can't appoint any more judges for you anymore. How many of those old ladies watching Hannity tonight and Lou Dobbs to find out what the deep state is up to? How many of them are really going to hold on to that crush when, when, when Donald Trump can't appoint the successor for Ruth Bader Ginsburg or Clarence Thomas anymore? I don't think the number's very high. So I did consider this argument. There's so I don't I don't agree with Constantinus Roditus, but that's why we play the game. Let's go back to the phones. Let's go to Chris in Ohio. Chris, welcome to the Blaze. What do you think, Chris? Hi, Steve. Hey, I just had a, a question for you. Uh, really, if if the Senate does start leaning this way, the Republicans, what does Fox News do? What does Hannity do? What do these uh, uh, you know Fox and Friends in the Morning do? that have been supporting Trump throughout this whole process? What do you That's a great question. I, I think I, I got to, you know, I don't watch cable news, you know, and, because I, I have to stay sane. So um, I don't watch, I'm, I'm aware of what goes on because I follow it because I need to be informed on it for my job, Chris. So I'm aware of what happens on social media. I actually like what Fox has become. And again, this is where I'm gonna have the contrarian viewpoint. I like the fact they got a Cooper group of people who think Trump can't do any wrong. They got another group of people who think Trump can't do anything right. And then you got, you know, folks like the Brett Baer group, you know, they're out there just trying to do, you know, real old fashioned uh, muckraking journalism out there. I, I kind of like the, the menagerie 
uh, of factions that Fox has become. And I think in the end, Fox will do what it's what it what it what it's always done, which is in the end, um, it will go with where uh, its customers are. Remember, early on in this process, Roger Ailes did not want Donald Trump, and he sicked uh, Chris Wallace and and Megyn Kelly on him in the first debate. Tried to take him out, and and their viewership revolted so much that they went then they went then they went laissez faire. And that's when they went in, you know, Marco Rubio became the Fox News candidate. And then he had the, the greatest third place finish in Iowa history. And then when the base didn't want Marco Rubio, then it was all Donald Trump. And they helped Donald Trump uh, lie that the Cruz campaign was stealing elections by obeying the party's delegate rules that preexisted either Ted Cruz or Donald Trump. So in the end, they may try to move the base one way or the other, and then they'll go with where their customers are. That's what I think they'll do. You agree or disagree with that? No, that's, that goes back to where we started about uh, symptom, not cause. To that extent, Trump and Fox are alike. And the very things that caused uh, people to ultimately wrap their brains around Trump will be the same reasons they ultimately say, okay, that, that chapter is done yep. and we're going to move on to this thing. It's, it's the same basic, this is who our opponent is. Yep. And this is how we have to beat him. And last time it was Trump and this time it's not. It's... I. It might, it might just have, be as simple as that psychology. You'll have Chris Wallace taking passive-aggressive shots at Sean Hannity. Sean Hannity talking about how the GOP is screwing over Trump. And you'll have the guys like Brett Baer and that kind of show just covering events, right? That's what you'll do. And then when it's over, what'll happen is Sean Hannity will just go whichever direction the base is at. You know? When you guys, when, 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 when McCain was the nominee, he was pro-McCain. You know? I mean, he'll just, you know, he's just going to go whatever direction their audience is going to go. That's all. And Trump is, a, Trump is a useful asset. In many respects, you know why I'm so confident in this? Because you guys are going to watch this happen even if he doesn't get removed from office. It's called lame duck presidencies. This is exactly what's going to happen. Sometime, let's say they don't remove him from office and he gets reelected. This is exactly what's going to go down at some point in his second term. It's going to be this, the exact dynamic we're describing now. It just, you won't have a, a, a next in line lawful successor like you do with Mike Pence. It'll just be, we have a primary. But the minute Donald Trump can no longer be a useful asset to people, his ability, his power and influence will diminish. Look at our own state of Iowa. When our governor, the reason why I thought our governor was going to suck is because Kim Reynolds did the complete and total bidding of her rhino overlord, Terry, Terry, Terry Branstead, and every speech she gave, every talking point, everything, right? Terry Branstead's out of office. He's, now, he's not even on the continent. He's the ambassador to, to Jiner right now as we speak, okay? And Kim Reynolds is governor. She's been a spectacular governor because who can help Kim Reynolds? Bob Vanderplatz and his base can help Kim Reynolds. Can Terry Branstead help her right now as the ambassador to China? Can he do a damn thing for her political fortunes whatsoever? No. Nothing. He can do nothing for her. So... Rectum barely knew him. Have a nice life, you know what? And uh, stay out of Hong Kong. But Bob Vanderplatz and his folks can get me votes. So heartbeat bills and religious freedom, and we're not going to fund tranny uh, madness with Medicaid. Have a nice life. That's how the process works, right? So even if you don't see this with the impeachment, it's coming shortly after the next election anyway because it's called a lame duck presidency. All right, now... He will, he will hold more sway longer than a typical lame duck will because of the power of his persona. But eventually, he will obtain lame duck status when he can't do anything for you any longer. 
And that means if you're not, because in politics, baby, if you're not doing something for me, you're against me. No one's ever neutral. All right. We're not, we're not, we're not staying the same. We're either getting better or we're getting worse. We're either getting better, busy living or we're getting busy dying. We don't ever just kind of that. No, no. I know it seems like it's a status quo. It's a status quo in terms of the way they, they, they screw us over. But inside their own little cabals, you're either with me or you're not. No one is Switzerland. All right? And so if, 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 if Donald Trump wants to play a heavy hand in making Mike Pence the next nominee, there's going to be all kinds of people right now who love them some Trump, but they want to be the nominee instead. And they're going to suddenly find that they're very concerned with some of Trump's shady business dealings. And then some people that were previously concerned with the shady business dealings would be like, I'd like him to endorse my candidacy in the primary. So I'm not as concerned as I used to be. That's how this works. Folks, take the most cynical option every single time. You won't always be right, but you'll be Ted Williams. You'll be more right than everyone else. Even Ted Williams in his best year failed six out of 10 times, but he was still right more than everyone else. You won't always be right, but you'll be more right than everyone else. Do we have time to take Taryn in Indiana really quick? Let's do it really quick. Taryn in Indiana, I'm sorry to make you wait. You've got about a minute and a half. Go ahead. Yeah, quickly, I wanted to push back a little bit on your thinking that Pence is more electable than Trump. He does not have the personality and the riffra. In Indiana, when they tried to pass it, he was very unpopular. Now, I agree Mm -hmm. with the religious freedom, but he became very unpopular in Indiana in that sense because he appeared to be too one-sided, and the LGBT community pushed really hard back against that. Nikki Haley, as a vice presidential candidate, would be a great plus, okay? But I don't know if she could carry him to the presidency in that sense. The other All right, thing Taryn, is that Pence, go ahead quickly, Pence, yes. They have a moral dilemma going against Trump since he's opened this opportunity for him. He is a moral, principled guy. You might think about that. Yeah, but he won't, he won't be voting in a, in a removal trial. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he's, he's the vice president. He wouldn't have his hands on the murder weapon at all. That, that's the best of both worlds. He can go out there and rail against it, how terrible it is and everything else. Okay. He'll never have to vote because it's by, it's by a two thirds majority. So he doesn't cast a deciding vote. Okay. So, um, he gets his hands totally off the murder weapon while being the, the greatest defense attorney Trump ever had. And then, and then when he's removed, you know, him. I want to thank president Trump. Who's still my president. I wouldn't be here today without him and for the opportunity he gave me and the fact that he's handing me a better America than the one he inherited. And our charge now in the Pence administration is to pick up his mantle and to keep it going. Choose the most cynical option. John 317. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.